see if this works. All right, I think we're live. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's some shit. Okay, now how do I how do we go back to the comments now, I guess? Okay. I see it here. All right. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Oop, Let's go. Oop, that's our giant heads. Let's get that out of there. Okay. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Dream Elements live on Twitch. Okay. We're in. It says we're live on everything. We're live on everything. <laughs> everything. As the cops are running through my town again. The, um, by the way, the, the cops know we're live on everything. <laughs> yep. Good Here we friend. go. Welcome to the Oversell Podcast, the greatest wrestling podcast in the world. It's just me and the captain tonight, baby. Mm. Riding, riding dolo with just me and him. You know, sometimes, sometimes you got to go big or go home, suckers. This is what happens, and also this, this, there, we might have some issues tonight because this is what happens when you have the two cavemen of the group that have nothing, no idea about technology, start running their own podcast. <laughs> yes, this yes. is the inmate. This is the inmates running the asylum, as as it were. <laughs> That is correct. Bear with us, everyone. <laughs> hey, man, we're right. We're you know what? We're here, and it's said we're live everywhere. We don't right. know what happens from there on, though. One shot said you get off, and Bill and Don join the game. LOL. Um, nice. So we're out here. We're talking about all things the road to WrestleMania. Mania is in. Five and a half weeks. We are full steam ahead, ready for it. Um, this week, I mean, like, listen, we haven't really been getting much um, info. A couple of matches confirmed this past Monday night, almost versus Brock, which Horrible. I, I, no one wants to see. I don't understand, like, this whole, like, let's, I mean, I get it. it they're two giant men, right? So you want to, you know... It's like the Vince McMahon effect is still it's still in like put the two biggest behemoths in the ring and see what happens type of thing. Well, you you uh, saw what happened. You saw what happened with that match. How it came about, right? Did you see the reports? He I saw down. They were supposed to be Gunther Brock, and then uh, for some reason the parameters of the match fell through. Brock was okay with the match, but the parameters fell through. I don't know what happened. Maybe they have something else for Gunther, and then. Uh, Bray Wyatt and Brock and Brock Lesnar turned it down. Said no, oh, he didn't really? want to do. A, yeah, he didn't want to do a match with with I Bray Wyatt. Yeah, he didn't want to do a match with Bray Wyatt. And then he approved the Amos. I, I don't know why, but he it was it was as per him. He approved it. I mean, Brock does what Brock wants, right? <laughs> At I mean, this listen, point, it sucks, but. It is what it is. Do we even care about Brock Lesnar in the ring anymore? I mean, it it, it might be that oh, Brock just. I mean, listen. At the end of the day, he's a draw, right? Like I, people come out to see him. He's got the name, but he also, from what he's been doing over the past mm-hmm. few years, he's been trying to put talent over. You know, he did yep. it for Drew. You know, he's been doing this thing with with Bobby Lashley and everything like that. And maybe that's that. Maybe that's why he's like, you know what? I don't have to get Bray over, but almost needs a push. Let me try and get almost over. I mean, listen. Is there any getting this guy over? I mean, I don't. I don't think so, personally. 
The guy literally can't talk on the mic. He can barely wrestle. It's like the great Kali all over again. Horrible. Does he actually talk? <laughs> I don't remember him when he was AJ Styles' bodyguard. I don't remember him talking a single time. Horrible. Like I, I'm sure he has, but I cannot. Like if you ask me, like what his voice sounded like right now, I'd have no idea. I don't remember a single time of him talking. Like I just don't. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's got a pipsqueak voice, and <laughs> and they're like hesitant to have this big guy talk because of that. So I don't know, man. Someone said Cody Rhodes, Facebook user Maddie Cass. What's going on, Big Maddie Cass in the building? Maddie Cass. Cody is is on the road to WrestleMania, and the is, hype train is behind him. Is Cody Rhodes on the road to WrestleMania with all the Sammy uh, chaos mean, right now? Well, is Cody, he? Cody's definitely going to be there. It might be a triple threat, but Cody's definitely going to be there. Mm, oh, um, bloodline, bloodline. Yeah, you know, I I mean, like, listen, we'll find out more on SmackDown this week, obviously. Because this week on Raw, uh, the Street Profits returning as tag tag team together again, fighting uh, Jimmy Uso. I mean, yeah, Jimmy Uso and uh, Solo Sequoia. Kevin Owens for the save at the end. So Kevin's still being a thorn in the side of the bloodline. Now you got the Street Profits kind of being a thorn in the side of the bloodline. So, uh, I mean... Do you push the street profits now? I mean, we, we both kind of agree that Montez Ford deserves a singles run. But, but I'm so disappointed, bro. But here's the thing, right? With the heat behind Sammy and the heat behind Cody. Yeah, Montez has a bunch of heat behind him also. But adding him into the singles right now, it, I don't know if it, it works. You know what I mean? But why does it have to be there? Why can't it be for the Intercontinental? That's a very we don't have very storyline for Gunther. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Why? Why does it have to be? Yeah. Why does it have to be where every singles guy has to be in the main event? How come we can't get? Uh, we clearly do not have a U.S. title contender currently. Seth Rollins is now going over to Logan Paul, so the U.S. titles open. Montez Ford just faced off in a massive Elimination Chamber U.S. title match. Final three. Get rid of Rollins. Who are the last two? Ford and Theory. You have that. Gunther's reign's got to come to an end. What better way to push Montez Ford than to end uh, an epic run by by a super heel, right? There's so much you can do with this guy, but you put him back in the Street Profits. somebody, Somebody doesn't like him. Someone doesn't like him. I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's somebody doesn't like him or do they push the street profits for a tag run right now? After with the that match behind, with the heat behind Montez, you know. After that match, though, I mean, but that's, I, look, I agree with you because at the end of the day, I do think that he should run, especially with the way he talks about the U.S. title. I, I really think the U.S. title is the title for him. Like yeah, I, I, I don't title. like it. Like the intercontinental, it's the US title, right? Like he's a, he's a yeah. former Marine. He wants that title. He wants the US title, right? Like the intercontinental title would be would be cool, and I I would like to see him versus Gunther, but I think the move for Montez is the US title. 
I think it means more to him. I think it means more to us for him to have it. You know what I'm saying? So I think you push him towards the U.S. title. But we all know with Cena coming back to Raw next week, it's going to be Cena versus Theory at WrestleMania. <laughs> I know. I know. The new against the old. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, listen, I, let's I, – I, honestly, I'm pumped up to get to our little road to WrestleMania thing we got going on tonight, man. It was a great yeah. idea. I want to ask you <clears throat> this week's prediction because I think we're going to change week to week, you and I. This mm-hmm. week's prediction, Roman Reigns loses. Does he end up – do they separate the belts? Because right now it's slated for both of them against Cody. So do they yeah. separate the belts because they have to give Sami Zayn his moment or do they make it a triple threat? Personally, I would rather them separate the belts. However, I think it's going to be, it's going to wind up being Roman versus Jay night one and then night two, uh, triple threat. So I'm up in the air, but I think the triple threat adds the, um, the unknown factor because there's three. If you do one against one, then one against one, you can say, well, you know, Roman may beat one and may come out, you know, may lose both, whatever the case may be. But if he if it's a triple threat, you have no idea which one of those guys are going to give that belt to. Very true. Does Sammy did Sammy do enough to earn his mania moment like a Daniel Bryan? Or does the storyline of Cody Rhodes finishing, you know, his legacy, so to speak, uh, still have the upper hand. So, all right, I guess. I mean, uh, my, my thing is both of them are deserving, right? In both storylines with Cody and Sammy, you want to see both of them win, right? I, I'm I, I'm different than you. I have no interest in, Co- in Sammy Zane winning a belt. I have zero interest. I, I think Sammy has been awesome. I think he's... Uh, Chris, what's going on, kid? Um, I think that Water Chris see, is in the house. I think that you see uh, <laughs> the fact. The fact that the matter is, is uh, he's been great on the mic. He was great in the Bloodline. Before that, he was nothing. Uh, he was an indie scene NXT. Uh, you know, came over whatever the case may be. Had a nice run in, in some lower ranks. Like he said in an interview, he's not the guy the WWE can hang their hat on. Um, you know, and I, and it's, it's just not for me, but he does good work everywhere he goes. Listen, he, he does good work when there's something involved with him doing good work. I have to say in the ring, he makes a lot of people look good. He can make Johnny Knoxville look good. He can make anybody look good, but there has to be a storyline compelling enough for him to get on the mic and, and pitch this speech right now, right? He's like the ultimate underdog. He shouldn't be here. He's this dad bod guy from Canadian, from Canada, and he doesn't deserve anything. And you know, whatever. Okay, how long does he play that for? Daniel Bryan played that only until he got to the point where he was like, "I'm the greatest rest, the greatest technical wrestler in the world." Yeah, and he's still playing that on on AEW. I don't know if you saw his most recent promo with with MJF. But I, I, I don't even know why they even do promos on AEW anymore. That you just <laughs> put on banger matches because that's all they can do. <laughs> I mean, the promo was crazy. Wild. MJF came out, Daniel Bryan, 
you know, said something. MJF came out and Daniel Bryan was like, shut up. And, and MJF didn't say a word. And Daniel Bryan just went balls deep on him. And at the end, he's like, come down to the ring and I'm going to, and he literally said on TV, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see what he said? No, I missed it. He said, I'm going to kick your fucking head off your shoulders. <laughs> That's what he said. I love he it. He said, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever, but MJF is, he's the goat, you know, he's, he's, it's, yeah, you, you can, you could put that guy anywhere, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, back on, you know, whatever it's, it's, uh, I just, Sami Zayn to me, I love him. I don't mean any disrespect by it. I don't think he deserves a belt at all. I mean, Cody I, it's understandable. Has Cody Rhodes has been there. Cody Rhodes family's been there. He went to AEW. He left and said, fuck you. I'm betting on myself. Mm-hmm. Help build a company up. Came back. And it's just like, I don't know, man. He deserves it. He deserves it. Yeah, he definitely. Even though he's got a lisp, he deserves it. (laughs) Cody definitely deserves it. It means so much to him. It means so much to everybody behind him. You know, um, and he's over with the fans also. Like, he comes out and the fans go nuts for him. Sammy's on another level is over, though, right? And that's why you kind of have to figure something out for Sammy because he's so over. That it is like it is like WrestleMania. It's like Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. You don't give him the belt, you know. Are you going to turn away a lot, a lot of viewers? You know, I agree. I, and that's that's. This is going back to like what me and you had a discussion about uh, a few weeks ago. We were talking about what Jericho always said was that when you're given a small thing, take it as far as you possibly can. Go balls to the wall on it. And make them want to watch you. Make it. That's, yep. that's what Sammy has done here. I agree. You know what I mean? He 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 did exactly what Jericho used to have to do back in the day, being the undersized guy, being the guy that they never wanted to put a belt on. He forced you to watch him. He forced you to be like, "This is the guy we want to have the belt." I, I think. I think what helps Sammy. I couldn't agree more. I think what helps Sammy is that he is good in the ring. Right, some oh, guys, absolutely. some guys can force you to watch them, and they get in the ring, and you're like, "Great, I'm watching this right now." Yeah, you, know? you obviously need to have the the talent to back it up, also. But getting those, like, he got the bloodline moment. It was supposed to be like a quick little funny thing. Yep, yep. And he he made you want to see him back every week. Yeah, you know, I agree, bro. All right, well, and listen, he'll have he'll have a moment. Let's see what happens, you know, going forward, but. Talk about WrestleMania moments, bro. Let's let's go through one through eight, man. Before tell, tell the listen, people. Listen, before we get into the into the road to WrestleMania thing that we got going, we got one more thing to mention. Wow. Because it, it did happen last uh this week on Monday Night Raw. Becky Lynch and Lita mm-hmm. won the most irrelevant titles in the game, the women's tag team time. titles. The women's tag team titles. <laughs> yep. Trish came out for the save. So my prediction from a few weeks ago, grasping at straws on what we were going to get, I'm assuming damage control versus um, Lita, Trish, and Becky at WrestleMania. Awful. Um, It's as (laughs) awful as it gets. The women's division at this point in my, my mind is in a free fall. I see Tom Cruise driving down the highway singing a song, and I just see this division <laughs> free falling. 
because it is as bad as it gets. There's no other tag teams, first of all. There's two. Well, the, the, the women's tag division is a, a joke. It's an absolute it's a, joke because wow. they don't have any tag teams. They got rid of all of them. It makes no sense. There's nobody there. There's, There's nobody, nobody there. there. It's like you when, have to the people show up. They haven't been defended in months. <laughs> because I, I, I mean, listen, rightfully so. There's nobody like. There's nobody. You, and, and you don't have the iconics anymore. You don't have, you know, any of these, any of these female. You know, they broke up the riot squad and the, the iconics and all of these women's tag teams that they had, which they met the belts for. And now, like, what do you have? Like, I'm no thinking sense. me and you. I'm thinking me and you. Uh, maybe go go for the women's tag team belts. Me and you, bro. What do you think? <laughs> Self-identify. I, gonna- I mean, listen. I listen. Whatever it is, you know. With the, I, we don't even have to. By the way, we don't have to throw wigs on or shave. <laughs> We're right in, dude. Let's go, baby. I think we could. I think we got a shot at winning these titles. I think so too. I think we got a shot. I think so too. Awful. <laughs> All Awful. right. So let's go. Let's get on with the show here. The road to WrestleMania, baby. So me yes. and the captain were talking, and we decided that we are going to start highlighting leading up. To WrestleMania, the showcase of the immortals, the spectacle that is WrestleMania, but leading up to it, we are going to give you guys a top 10 from every eight WrestleManias, give or take. <laughs> the math works out to like 7.6 a week. So, give or take. Daniel Berry Daniel Sports, Barry. what's going on? You, what's going on, brother? So, so, so everyone understands we're going through WrestleMania one through eight tonight. Yep. We have four weeks. Okay. We obviously have 38 WrestleManias to go through. We just highlighted our top 10 through the first eight. So it's not 10 from each because, as everyone knows, first of all, some of them didn't have 10 matches. Some of them didn't have matches where we don't even understand who they were, right? We're talking about 1987, 1988, 1989, 1990. So understand we're going through some historical stuff. Andre the Giant, Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter, uh, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man. So we're gonna we, we picked what we felt were the top ten from the first eight manias. Next week, uh, Zuplex, we're going what nine through seventeen. Yes, nine through seventeen. Okay, so obviously we're gonna get to some of the meat and potatoes next week because we introduce Austin. You got Bret Hart. You got a lot of these guys. Yeah, we got a lot of to the fold. Absolutely. So, even uh, even towards the end of this list. You'll see, yeah, yeah, uh, you'll see some 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 names from yeah, from our era, it, really. All right, so number ten, we're gonna start off with number ten. We're going straight to WrestleMania for the tournament. Oh, love this! This up. Can you can you pull up our high resolution? Uh, yes. Look at this picture. Oh my <laughs> god! Look at this, dude. Wow. Like now, WrestleMania 4. Everyone keep WrestleMania in mind, WrestleMania 4. WrestleMania 4 is the mania after the, the iconic slam. Okay? Yes. So, for everyone who doesn't know, we'll sort of, you know, take you through it. We, As you can see, we have the tournament here. Some of them are highlighted. Um Give us, give us some of these, give us some of these crazy names from back in the day who highlighted a big tournament in WrestleMania 4. Zoop. Let me see if I got it. I think the other picture is a little bit more clear. Yeah, here we go. How's this? Oh, yeah. Look at this. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hacksaw Ted Jim DiBiase, Duggan. Don Morocco, Dino Bravo, 
Greg Valentine. Uh, who else we got here? Bam Bam Bigelow, which was Bam. like Jersey native, a very early match for Bam Bam, right? Yeah, uh, the one man gang. Funny. You know, this was a who's who of. Ravishing I thought it was a great way. Rude. Yep, I thought it was a great way for them to highlight a bunch of up and coming talent that they had. This was something yep. like they hadn't done before. You know, having a tournament, a one night tournament to, to declare the champion. Where you have Hogan and Andre getting a bye in the first round. So Epic. now your whole first round doesn't have any of your heavy hitters. No Ultimate Warrior, no Savage, no Andre, no Hogan. It's just all the undercard guys really trying to like showcase themselves. Right. Yep. This is this is one of those times where we were talking about earlier with the Jericho thing, is that you have to like this is your moment, make it count. Make it count, you know. And yep. for and then they even did a whole thing where Hogan and Andre, when they did get into a match with each other, they disqualified each other. <laughs> so, yep. Um. So yeah. So this was. I mean, obviously, the obvious winner after that has to be Macho Man, right? Yep. Because out of all these other guys, you're not making it. You're not making Bam Bam Bigelow the champion. No, <laughs> I mean. Listen. <clears throat> Macho Man at that point too was picking up a lot of a lot of steam. Remember, he's about to go Big into guy. some feuds with Ultimate Warrior. He's about to go into some mega feuds. Um, so Macho Man is really gaining traction in the WWF at that point. I agree. I agree. He was, you know, they were going into a bunch of they were doing the mega powers. There's a whole lot of different storylines. I mean, listen, everything in the 80s revolved around Hogan. Macho, Warrior, and Andre, right? Heroes. 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 Every single one of them. But they, I mean, they really did make all of these matches, um, uh, you know, must see TV every week. But that's our number 10 spot WrestleMania for the tournament. Epic. Going on to number nine is the career match. Let's see if this works. Oh, look at that. Yeah, we got the Macho King, the Macho this, King. This was a Old weird warrior. This was a weird match. Um, mm -hmm. this was a very weird, weird match. Uh, the highlight from the match for me was Macho. Everyone knows Macho Man's signature move: elbow drop off the top ropes, right? Um, Macho Man goes to the top ropes. He goes to uh, jump off the turnbuckle sideways. Uh, under uh, the Ultimate Warrior is actually standing up, and yeah. he just catches him in midair, and he's just holding him around. And at that point, you sort of understood or felt how incredible the Ultimate Warrior was. His strength, um, you know. So uh, it, what's weird about it is is Ultimate Warrior won the match, and this was. Uh, this was a this was a big deal at, at the time, so pretty epic, huge deal. But the the real reason why I think I put this on the list also, not only was it a great match because it's one of the best matches in WrestleMania history. Um, you get that great spot with Macho being tied into the ropes. Yep, Elizabeth yep. is in the crowd. She's yep. upset. He's got Sherry by her side. It's a whole thing. But this match kickstarts 
Macho Man and Elizabeth getting back together and leads to the wedding. Yeah. Which you know? is weird. I never understood. Maybe, I don't know if you remember it. This was a, a, a retirement match. And the person who lost was supposed to yeah. retire. And Macho Man lost. And he, like, he never retired. Yeah, um, I don't remember I what, re- exactly what happened because it, it was what 89, right? This was 89, yeah, yeah, man. It's it's seven, so yeah, oh no, seven, so no, seven was 92 or 93. I think it was 92, uh, yeah, it was early on. Seven, he retires, yeah. I mean, listen, this was you know, but we're we're you're starting to see that star power now, Ultimate Warrior. You're starting to see a lot of it now. Yeah, absolutely. And this is definitely what I mean. The big thing for me was this match was so important because it reunited Macho and Elizabeth, which led yeah. eventually to their wedding, which is one of the most iconic moments in WWE history. Seeing so that's that's our number nine spot. Yeah, seeing her awesome. in the crowd is amazing. Crazy. Actually, going back and watching through these and like realizing that every single early rest, like one through eight is just filled with the celebrities of the time. Yeah. Like Regis Philbin, Bob Uecker, uh Marla Maples, like, like all yep. of these celebrities were just, every one of them was just stacked, just stacked Crazy. with celebrities. It's wild. Um, so going into number eight, this is at WrestleMania eight. The warrior returns. Let me make that bigger for us here. This is the return of the Ultimate Warrior. Hogan is in a match with Sid Justice. Um, you know the, the DQ happens. Papa Shango comes out. Start they start beating the crap out of Hulk Hogan, and this yep. is really, in my opinion, this is the first major return. Right, like we've seen returns before at this point, but this was WrestleMania. It's the Warrior returning. His music hits. That oh. this is like this might be the first big pop. I was gonna. I was. You took the. You took it. I. I was gonna ask you, if like you remember when that music hit and he came sprinting, sprinting, and everyone's going nuts. The announcers, the Ultimate Warrior is back. Here he comes, the Ultimate Warrior, and he runs down. He's he's helping Hogan, and you can just, bro. The the place is about to pop. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you got Papa Shango, Sid, Sid Justice in the ring. Uh, Warrior comes in, just decimates everybody, gets Papa yeah. Shango out of there real quick. They're dropping legs. They're <laughs> doing all types of crazy stuff, Gorilla Press slams. And uh, this is like ultimate 80s. Like, this is what you wanted to see. Um, Sick. But, yeah, so that's number eight. The Warrior returns at WrestleMania 8. Let's move on here. Number seven, Hogan versus Slaughter at WrestleMania 7. Sergeant Slaughter had turned heel at this point. He was the Iranian sympathizer. Yep. Carried the Iranian flag. Uh, This was USA versus Iran in the ring. (laughs) He had the Iron Sheik's... um... Uh, you know, advocate at the time carrying the Iranian flag mm-hmm. out for him. Yep. Did you? Uh, I told you I kind of went back and watched this. Did you have a chance to go back and watch this? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was. You could feel 
listen, it's very different now, right? Like I don't even, I don't even think anybody likes America at this point, but, uh, <laughs> but he, you could see, you know, everyone's, you could look in the background, everyone's got the American flags. You can see it bottom, right. Yeah. You know, they hang it over the banister. You could see it going around and, you know, it, it like, you know, and, and it's funny because I went back through and I watched Hogan and Slaughter in the same room um, commentating on the match together and talking about what they felt in the arena. Um, and I really remember the same thing. You could feel the tension and you were like, man, Hogan can't lose this match, dude. Like no, America's got to win this match. He's America's got to win. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was, uh, you know, and they did. It's funny because – you know, they used to do like an a back rake and an eye poke and an eye rake and like a you know a forearm those were and the heel moves. Those yeah, are the heel moves. The back rake, the ultimate the, back rake, was the heel yeah, move. Yeah, and it, it was just like you could just see it. You know, it was it was wild, but uh, great match, great match. Hogan actually won the belt. Um, yep. Slaughter came in as the champion, so Hogan won the belt for him that yeah. day. Took home a big win for America. Uh, probably the last time anybody cared about the country and uh, <laughs> and won the belt, man. Awesome. So this is one of the things they did great in the 80s and the and the early 90s was like you had a match like this where it was they, they were taking the political commentary from the from the day and putting it into the ring. You know, you had like there was so much pro-America going into this match. Like it was wild. Like the fans were just so be they're chanting USA, USA for Hogan and everything. He's hamming it up oh let's go usa yep. you know so it, it just speaks to me about how much the the old school wwf really infiltrated like um like the culture like the the mainstream culture right and that, yeah, that's was, what that's what like matches like this did for us it was an odd time um you know just like it's so different. It, it became so different where back then everybody who won, like everybody who wore these bright, vibrant colors uh, and came out, you know, they were like real heroes of America, you know? Yeah. And, and, and WWF at the time, now WWE did a great job of pinning Hogan against other countries, Yokozuna and Japan Sergeant Slaughter and Iran, Iron Sheik, like a lot of these guys. Boris Karloff. Yeah. Yep. And and even Andre the Giant was French. People, you know, people will forget he, he's not American. Yeah. Like it was a it was a lot of like Hogan was our guy. He a lot of our, accents. A lot of accents that killed me, dude. I mean, I can't take it. I can't take it. We, Thank we might be unlocking something here. Maybe that's why you hate accents today. It's because all the guys me. you grew up watching accents were all the heels. It triggered me when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. It triggered me. That really might be what it is. Maybe you just hear an accent. You're like, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy now. Honestly, I, I, I do feel like that. <laughs> We're doing a little psychoanalyzing of the captain this week. <laughs> it, yeah, it may, it may, uh, that may happen. Let's go to let's 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 go let's 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 go to six. I have a feeling Hogan's in a lot of these, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, listen. Uh, Going through, I went through, I watched all the first eight WrestleManias this past week. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, you know, the majority of the matches and majority of the moments in, in most of the WrestleManias really 
the big stuff really was around the big four. You're mm-hmm. Andre, you're Hogan, you're Savage, you're Ultimate Warrior. Like those were the guys that were that the company was standing on at the time. So rightfully so, they're the guys that had the biggest moments. Yeah. Number six, the ultimate challenge, baby. Hogan oh. versus the Warrior for both belts, the IC and the heavyweight championship. My favorite match of all time. This this match was killer. Like, just this mm. photo alone lets you know what we were dealing with. Both these guys went full-blown 80s cocaine rage and just <laughs> let us have it. This was uh, WrestleMania 6. WrestleMania 6. This was supposed to be the symbiotic passing of the torch. Um, Hogan to Ultimate Warrior as like the ultimate um, baby face champion. And Ultimate Warrior couldn't handle the pressure. And Hogan had to like stay on as that guy um, and really still carry the torch. And Ultimate Warrior really didn't have too many more moments after this. Uh, he just wasn't able to keep himself together, but yeah, ultimate, this was my favorite match of all time. <clears throat> um, ultimate warrior ends up winning both belts. Um, he had that legendary white intercontinental belt that he came in with mm-hmm. Hogan had, you know, the heavyweight belt, which I wish won. they kept. I hate the new belt. I wish they kept the, I wish they kept the white inner, the white strap on the intercontinental. Me too. Me too. Great match, high energy. I'll tell you, going back and watching it, I don't know who people were rooting for more. I can't I, tell you. Very split, very split, split down the middle when I was watching this. Like every time one of them did a move, the whole crowd erupted. You didn't know who, like, I don't even think the crowd knew who they were rooting for. <laughs> yeah. At that point. Uh, side note first time anyone's ever held both the Intercontinental and the heavy and the WWF championship. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. And that was that was uh, the ultimate warrior, baby. A little trivia knowledge there for you, brother. I love that. Love that. That is number six, the ultimate challenge at WrestleMania six. We are going to number five at WrestleMania five. The mega powers explode. Mm. Yep. Now, this was coming off of the let me make this a little bigger for us there. The artwork in the 80s on on the WrestleMania banners are absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, This is Hogan versus Savage for the belt. Um, They were tagged together. They, They had that jealousy angle with Miss Elizabeth. There was so much emotion in this. This was the culmination of like a year long. Um, you know, issue that they were having with each other. And if you look back and you watch any of the documentaries from those times, um, like that was real. Like Savage was really jealous of Hogan. He he was really like worried about Miss Elizabeth, and he loved her so much, and this, that, and the other thing. And and this really was the culmination of that. And this match was amazing. Absolutely, like so much drama, so much emotion in it. It's the two biggest names of the time. Going head to head, what more could you ask for at this point? Yep. Now this is uh, listen, this is the this is two biggest icons, um, and you know just by the fact that it says the mega powers, you realize like 
how important it was and who they were. Uh, there was nobody bigger for five years other than Andre yeah. the Giant, right? Who was obviously yeah. the largest, but uh, but nobody. And seeing this and all the emotion, you know, Miss Elizabeth so torn and crying and Macho Man so emotional in the ring and, you know, just so confused about everything. And Hulk Hogan looking like, you know, he it's like he was trying to reach Macho, but Macho, you know, in his jealousy just didn't understand. Um, they was so... I'll tell you, man, these guys, they didn't do very much in the ring at all. But, dude, they were so captivating. I mean, the yeah. storylines were – they made you feel like it was real. And they're in the ring, and you knew it was as fake as fake could be when it came to wrestling. <laughs> because, for God's sakes, there's a guy beating you with a leg drop. But, man, the storylines were fucking awesome. They really were, dude. And, it, and it's, I, I tell you, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you have it up here, um, you know, for a moment. But to think I'm, I'm 37 and these were moments that I remembered, but it was a year, you know, I, it's like yeah. as clear as yesterday. We talk about it a lot. That's why the Roman Reigns story is so fucking good because they're, they let it Build and build and build and build. And now every single week, every pay-per-view, you're like, is this finally the one? Right? So this this was this is the same thing for me. The mega powers explode. It felt the same way. Yeah, I mean, it feels like what we're gonna get at this WrestleMania. Like, yeah. do we do we get that that same type of feeling of like this been two years of Roman having this belt? Like what? Where are we at? Like what is this going to finally happen? Like is Cody going to do it? Is Sammy going to do it? We don't even know yet who it's going to be. <laughs> like I agree. So I, I feel the same way. Like the, the way they built up these matches back in the day, everything was leading towards WrestleMania. So at this point too, they didn't have any other pay per views. You know, no. it was just WrestleMania. So everything led to this. So all storylines were geared towards WrestleMania. Um, let's see here. Where are we at? Four, number five. Four. We're going to number four. And this one, I honestly didn't remember that this is where this started, but number four is the streak begins, baby. The streak begins. The Undertaker versus Jimmy Fly Snooker at WrestleMania 7. Okay, dude, you know what? I'm, I, I thought it was WrestleMania 6. Um, no. I was looking up top at the at four, the streak of tears. I'm like, Undertaker wasn't in WWF at this time. Um, yeah. WrestleMania but, seven, but baby. WrestleMania seven. The streak begins. begins. I mean, listen. Uh, was there ever anything that was there ever anything in the history of wrestling that uh, you know bared fruit like Taker's streak? Twenty-one. Oh, hey. I mean, twenty-two years. You know. I mean, that's why this is on the list. It created a storyline that lasted for almost three decades. Wild, bro. I you mean, know there really isn't like, even much. There isn't even much to say about it. The match wasn't even so, so great, but the character. No, the match was, wasn't. I mean, epic. in all honesty, the, the mat the match really wasn't that great. Um, but it begins. It's it's the beginning of a culmination of like a thirty year almost storyline that reverberated through the through the WWE for. The next three decades, 
Like this is where it all started, and it's, and the Undertaker got a big push. You know, he he debuted a Survivor Series this year, uh, the year that this happened, and then at WrestleMania, you know, he, he's going up against an older Superfly Jimmy Snuka, um, kind of on the tail end of his career. The match, you know, it was it was all right, but it was classic Undertaker. You know, he did the Dead Man Walk, and the entrance was absolutely like the I rewatched this. And the look on children's faces when this guy scared. was heading to the ring, terrified, yep. <laughs> absolutely terrified. But I thought that this moment deserved a, a high spot on the list because yeah. it, it's such like they even talked about it recently in a documentary where they were talking about the streak and how it came about. And it was like around, I think the streak was like close to like 16, 17. And uh, Bruce Pritchard like looked at Vince and was like, "Hey, you know the Undertaker's never lost at WrestleMania, right?" And they were like, they went back and they looked it up. They're like, "Holy shit! Wow, that's got to be the storyline now, right?" <laughs> Wild. That's when you started hearing about it, and you know, this is just like I said for the debut of the Undertaker, his first WrestleMania, he beats Jimmy Superfly Snuka it's just an iconic moment and there's nothing more iconic than I think this, this picture right now. And honestly, yeah. WrestleMania seven might be one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. It was a good you one. Know, we just talked about it. We had so far Hogan versus slaughter. Yep. <laughs> the career Macho. match. Yep, yeah. The, the career match, match with, with macho and, and ultimate warrior. And the, the streak begins like yep. that's up there, man. Yeah. It's a great, it's, it's, Listen, there's not uh, before a time when you had storylines, right? The fact yeah. that you're able to produce so many of the matches <laughs> were epic. It's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Moving on to number three. I'm curious to see the top three here, man. I haven't seen this list yet. So let's see. Savage versus Steamboat at WrestleMania three. Interesting. Now, this is up there. On the simple fact that it's it's regarded as one of the greatest matches of all time, like technical matches of all time. Um, this was for the Intercontinental Championship. This is WrestleMania three when they were doing all the entrances on like the forklift with the ring on it, with the mini mm -hmm. ring on it, and they would drive yep. them out to the ring. The entrances were absolutely amazing for this. Uh, Steamboat had George the Animal Steel in his corner. It was just straight chaos at the end of this match. Um, Steamboat won, but it was there was interruptions from George Steele. There was interruptions from Miss Elizabeth. Randy uh, Randy Savage tried to hit him with a bell. It was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. This was the first match that I could remember where they were doing that. Like he gets a pin, you know. Uh, he gets a near fall. He gets a near fall. Now he gets a near fall. And the crowds every time like oh oh one two oh like every single time you know there was so much to this match it, it technically speaking it's one of the best matches especially for this time they were doing stuff that no one else was doing well listen wrestlemania 2 shit the bed so yeah. wrestlemania 3 for it to get the reaction that it did and to have the card that it did you knew you knew wwf at the time had to had to you know put out all you know really lay everything out and yeah. this match, this match was definitely epic. Um, and I'm assuming, I mean, I got to take a guess here, bro. 
one of the last two moments has got to be the slam, right? So let's what's two if this is three? <laughs> so if this is three, number two is okay. all of WrestleMania one. Okay, okay, that's Here, fair. Here's my so thing. WrestleMania one what? introducing. Okay, yeah, my thing is this WrestleMania one in itself. No matter what you think of the event itself, Vince put every dime on the line for this. First time there's ever been a pay-per-view for, for a wrestling event. This created this this created the industry that we know of it as today. If it's not yeah. for WrestleMania one, we don't have what we have today. This this nationalized wrestling. It got it out of the territories. You know, there was no longer now guys could go on TV and be big stars. This was a star studded event. Mr. T, Cindy Lauper, every big name in the in the Rowdy world. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Like every wrestler was involved. Like everybody in the company was involved. They had star power at the wazoo for this one. Um, and it really led to everything we know of today. Like you, you don't have the WWE as it is without WrestleMania one, without Vince taking the chance, risking it for the biscuit and going balls to the wall with this event. I, I can agree with that. I can agree to that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would, have been, day, I would have been good. I would have been good with the tag team match at the end. Just, you know, but I hear you. It was listen. Listen. Well said. But it, but that you know what that goes in, involved. You're right. The tag match at the end with Mr. T and uh, and Hogan and everything like that. It was amazing. But the whole event, without the whole event, you don't even have true everything. It just led to so much. It was so important, you know, um, that this is the first time like they simulcasted an event across the entire nation for this. So I felt it deserved a high spot. But you know. I like it. I can I can get down no, with that. I can appreciate it. But number one, and you called it. Gotta be. Thought it was gonna be the slam, but it's not. It is the blindfold match between Jake the Snake. I'm just kidding, it's the slam. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I was like, no, I'm like, bro, I I was gonna call you out hard. I was gonna be like, this guy, this whole list is Fugazi then. Um, of course on, it's bro. the slam come anybody, on man anybody who was old enough to watch it this was my first mania um, yeah. I I remember sitting there I was four um, TV's on obviously I, I you know had just started watching wrestling on Saturdays right and they used to have these big rubber wrestlers big rubber and they, nothing moved you know um, yeah. the original I, action I had, figures, yeah. And I had so many of them. Um, and I remember sitting at my TV and seeing Hogan slam. And it was really, for lack of better words, the match was a story. It was awful uh, because Andre the Giant was clearly having health issues. You could see as clear as day. He was leaning against the ropes a lot. Um, yeah. You know, he it was it was it was tough. But what made the match part of the, even part of the story, part of the allure, we see it so much now where these guys are throwing each other around. And the first time Hogan tried to pick up the slam, he couldn't, and Andre just fell on him. 
And you just assume the 450 pound behemoth, he couldn't even get his shoulder up, you know? And the fact that like they called it a two, Andre the Giant, everyone was like, did Hogan actually kick out? You know, it was a weird yeah. sequence of events. Um, honestly, dude, it, it's it's crazy to think that this industry in itself is from that period. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. My thing is this too, and the reason why this is in the top spot um, is because two things. One, everybody thinks this was at WrestleMania one. Definitely not. Most, yeah. most, most fans, most casual fans, most people that don't know anything about wrestling, they know this moment. Yep. Right. Everybody you talk to knows, like, yeah, Hogan slammed Andre. Most people that aren't like hardcore fans or they're just casual fans or, um, or don't know anything about wrestling think this was that wrestle. This was the first WrestleMania, like, but it wasn't. It was WrestleMania three. You know, and they had to come back off of something because WrestleMania 2, we both agreed. There wasn't a single moment from WrestleMania 2 on here, guys, because WrestleMania 2 was hot dog water. Yep. Hot dog water. Like, we're shocked that there was a WrestleMania 3 after 2. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's uh, it's one of those things where <clears throat> I don't know what happened in 2. I'm going to speculate. Vince had a mega first one. Star-studded first one. Got a lot of interest. And didn't have enough or didn't think he needed as much to deliver on the second because there'd be eyes on it. When it yeah. shit the bed, he was like, I have to recreate one, you know. Um, and I think we saw from there on out, the WWE was starting to get stars um, inside of it. So it was just a matter of can you build up enough of intriguing matches with the right, right pieces uh, moving forward. But... I mean, dude, Vince was Vince was a genius. Uh, Absolutely, you know, he was he was uh, he he was a ring announcer, also, right? So, like, yeah, creating all of this this atmosphere, these matches, creating the hype, um, you know, and and people don't even know. Furthermore, in here, there there's no creative team. The wrestlers the wrestlers create the match in the match and yeah. now it's different. Creative will give them a storyline and tell them where they're going. They'll, they'll practice Hogan, the match out beforehand. Like, yeah. Yep. And Hogan said it in there. He said he knew Hogan was supposed, he was supposed to win. And he went to Andre and said, you know, uh, Hey, you want to talk about the match? And Andre literally said, Nope. And wouldn't talk to him. Apparently, Andre was very tough to work with, um, you know, very stubborn, very hard-headed. He was the one that navigated every match in the match. And Hogan said it in a, in a, in a documentary. was like, dude, I was nervous because Vince wanted me to take the lead on this. And Andre didn't even want to talk to me. So, Well, back in the day, know. also, the, it was always the heel, the heel runs the match. Well, whoever which was Andre, whoever all the time, which was Andre, which was Andre all the time, which is why he yeah. always ran the match, you know. And he wanted, to, and Vince wanted to change it, and Andre was like, "No, no, no, I run the match. I run. No, I do you want the peanut? Do you want the peanut?" That's a, oh. By the way, this is this is this is why I didn't like Andre the Giant. He had an accent, but uh, <laughs> but it's you know another win for America. But I um, but yeah, it's you know it's but to Andre's it's, credit, 
but to Andre's credit, he's the one that said to Hogan in the middle of the match, slam me. Yep. You know, Hogan said it in the documentary. He's like, slam me. Pick me up, slam me, slam me. You know, and Hogan got the big man up, perfect body slam, dropped the leg, won the ship. You know, it was uh, I mean dude, I don't think there's a more iconic moment, like in all honesty. No. See, from the, especially no, from a, the first eight. It was a, that's a that's a great way to end What's this up, Brad? this segment. What's up, Brad? That's a great way to end this segment. Um I'm pumped up. Um, I'm pumped up to see. Uh, you know, we'll come up with our nine through seventeen. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see in the order you have them. I have to say, uh, I think for all intents and purposes, you hit a home run one through ten today. Ten through one. I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate that. I'm probably not going to say the same thing nine through seventeen. <laughs> so bask in that glory. Um, you know, I don't I know, think, man. I don't know. I think we'd both agree. WrestleMania, WrestleMania's one through eight, it was pretty clear to navigate where we were going to go, right? I think as you start to see some of these other stars come in, it may be a lot tougher, dude, because yeah. Austin shaping up and you got uh, a lot of Shawn Michaels. This is, a lot this of Shawn is the Michaels era where, I, yeah, this is the era so, where Shawn Michaels becomes Mr. WrestleMania. That's it. So it's that's nine why it's nine through 17. So, I got yeah, a funny feeling so. there's gonna be a lot of Sean, a lot of Razor Ramon. Um, I'm I, if I remember correctly, isn't Sean Razor Ramon the ladder match at 17 for Intercontinental? Yeah, yeah. Um, one the, no, one of the greatest. Not, is that 17? I don't think no, not 17. Um, or is it in that range, dude? I think it's like 13. Um, I got to go back be. and look because you 17. Might be right. Because 17, if I'm not mistaken, Razor Ramon's gone by 17. Oh, you might be I, right. Because 17 yeah, so, would be. So 17 is yeah. like six. So if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so it was we like, it was might like, also have the debut of The Rock here, bud. We may have the debut In of The this, Rock. We, oh, we my either, God. This might be a hard list to do, man. <laughs> that's why I'm very curious. You know, what I, you know you know, You know what I, I, ahead, I may do? I think what I may do is. You're listen, bro. This this is you are the captain of this ship, okay? So I think what I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you, you know, we'll talk about some moments. You'll put the moments together. I think on the side, I'm gonna send you my 10 through one. And we'll see right. how many of them match up. All right. Well, we, we could do that. We could play that game. Cause I'm, I, I'm listen, interested to see what you come up with. Yeah, I think we definitely – I actually – I thought you hit a home run on all the matches. I thought they were great. But now, keep in mind, these WrestleManias are going to have multiple matches that are technically headliners. Right? We're going to have to I – think, I think going forward, we're going to have to do some honorary mentions. I think honorary mentions. Because I think – yeah, I like that. I don't think we can fit just 10, uh, you know, because so, they also get longer, right? Like we're talking about three hours, four-hour pay-per-views with – some of the biggest names in the business coming up, I, you know, and I, I got to say too, it was so funny because I started watching WrestleMania nine to start the next list. Right. And it's at Caesar's palace in Vegas. It's outside. And Is that Hogan the, Yokozuna. I think it's Bret Hart Yokozuna, if I'm not mistaken. And then Hogan doesn't. Okay. 
Hart loses. No, I think Hogan's gone by nine. I don't think so. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, Yokozuna. I didn't get a chance to finish it yet, but yeah, it's it's Bret Hart versus Yokozuna. Bret Hart, and he comes out of the ring, and Hogan comes down and does an impromptu match and beats Yokozuna for the belt. Oh, you might be. You might be right. You might be Don't right about quote that. Me, but I think yeah. I think that's what happens. I got about <laughs> I got about twenty minutes into it. Actually, actually, I got through like the first couple of matches. But the the one thing that I I that they used to do back in the day, which I I kind of want them to start doing again, and they've kind of started doing it a little bit. But it was at Caesar's Palace in Vegas, and every the whole event was themed around like yes. Roman times. So remember, yes, Savage yes. came out with the with the quorum of virgins on the yes. bed, <laughs> and then yes. Bobby the Brain Heenan came out on the back of a camel, <laughs> and Savage yes. was the announcer. It was <laughs> Jim Ross is sitting there in a toga, a young Jim would, Ross in a toga. I would love to see. I would love to see <laughs> Seth Rollins come out in ancient Roman times. That's what I'm saying, dude. Cause he he you could see him come out on a chair with oh you know like around the king like it would be epic. <laughs> Listen, dude, I'm gonna bro. I I I love this segment. I'm looking I'm looking forward to the next one. I can tell you this right now. It wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a podcast unless I was openly telling you. If we don't shut this off right now, I'm gonna poop my pants. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I had I had too much stuff going on. The burger, the cereal. Whatever it was, it was a mix. But I can tell you right now, I feel like Hogan slammed Andre in my stomach. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. If you're trying to have this happen live on camera, you're doing a great job. <laughs> but I got to go. All I right. got to go. We're, we're going to get out of here then. Let's end it here. Thank you guys, everybody that jumped in. Uh, thank you, Daniel yes. Barry Sports Highlights, Brad Evans, uh, Spartacus, One Shot. Maddie thank Cass. you guys all for Maddie Cash. Thank you guys all for jumping in, joining us. Join us next week. We're we're doing another one, man. Top ten, nine through seventeen. Uh, top ten moments from those WrestleManias. We're gonna keep doing this until the WrestleMania event. Trust me, we got some big things planned for WrestleMania weekend. We're gonna be pretty much live streaming. It's gonna be a long weekend, bro. It's gonna be a very long weekend. Like I'm, I'm, I might even live stream the Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah, we're I'm gonna, I'm just gonna have to stay live the whole time. Take a shower, yeah, go to the bathroom, just, we're gonna stay live. We're just gonna stay live. Two we're nights of WrestleMania, live. we're gonna be there. You guys can watch along with us. Make sure you know we are fully invested in this. Um, love you guys all. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe. Everything on GGen. Everything on our YouTube, the Facebook, the Instagram, the TikTok. Follow us everywhere. Keep the up with the news. Account. The everything account at this point. When are we starting an OnlyFans? <laughs> I have an OnlyFans, but it's only it only shows my 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 feet. <laughs> all right, guys. Love you guys all. We are out of here. The captain and your man Zuplex City. Deuces. Later.